Hi. Hi. Welcome to another Film, film Critters. critters. Processes. Processes. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a little doing a little different thing today. Yeah, we're, you know, we're doing something a little different. We're doing a little bit of a double feature. Double feature of uh, films that, that technically, I think, came out last year. Uh, right. But which are now funnier to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, movies that um, I don't know. Did they did they have any sort of theatrical release? Either of these things? I think one of them didn't. Uh, maybe. I let me let me see if I can find it. I don't think I actually don't know if either of them did. I kind of feel like even a, like even Adam didn't have yeah. a, a theatrical release. But let me look that up. Yeah, we're getting to like a point in the future of just like did this play in a theater? Did, was a theater involved in the making of this movie at all, even? Okay, so it came out in January at Sundance, and then it was released in August. Um, but it doesn't—it <laughs> doesn't say like if it was in theaters. It was just like it was released on August 14th. Okay, it, somewhere it played. It played on a screen on that day. Yeah, we're we're here to talk about uh, Adam and Cuck, which is kind of on the sort of not really on the diametrically opposite vibe, but just like a very I don't know, very interesting vibes. One is one is about being cucked by society, and the other is about being cucked by gender. Yeah, you know. Uh, and, and to follow it up, uh, Cuck was released in select theaters and video on demand on October fourth. So both okay. these are movies that like had a bunch of stuff about them and then just kind of like disappeared into the ether, except for like kind of recently people talking about it. Sure. Yeah. Huh. All right. And we did. We there was that lovely like Twitter post that's now immortalized on the Wikipedia page for Cuck uh, about uh, how it made zero dollars uh, at the box office, which is very, very funny, I guess. Uh, but yeah, th- did we want to jump into Cuck? Did we maybe want to did we want to? Did we want a cuck? Uh, yeah, let's. I, I'm looking at the poster for Cuck on on the Wikipedia as well, and how it's like looks like a fucking Nicholas Ruffin film, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but with the word "cuck" down at the bottom of it, just in bold red. Yeah, very, very hilarious and bizarre to see that film poster where it's just like this Joker thing, but it just says "fucking cuck" on there. The, the Wikipedia article not only talks about the the zero dollar box office thing, but it also talks about how they claim that it's because of like a weird quirk where the box office numbers weren't disclosed. Uh, and but it talks about that twice in like two <laughs> different sections of the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, what were your thoughts on Cuck? Um, it's like. <laughs> It's not a it's not a good movie. <laughs> no. And it's like not even like a funny bad movie. Yeah. It's it's more it was more fun to watch air quotes than I expected. Sure. But it didn't do anything either interesting or overtly hilarious with the premise of the yeah. film. Yeah. And vision visually i kind of felt like it, and it wasn't even like oh i could see like if the script was better that this would be a better film because like even like directorially and like visually there's like one shot that like because i was watching it on discord of some friends um where it's like a close-up of like 
the bump bucket at the bodega where he works and then he like moves from the foreground to into the background which is out of focus and starts mopping and i was just like oh you can tell they were like so stoked at how they set this shot up and like how cool it looks and it adds nothing (laughs) there's there's like no emotional weight there's it's just a shot that happens in the film like in between two different scenes yeah i definitely got like film student vibes from from cuck like majorly it's it's just really like it just kind of moves from one thing to the next and everything's like a punchline for the thing that came before it uh, and it's like, what if he, what if he hated cucks online, but he was a cuck? Uh, what if, what if he complained that women, uh, women be fake, uh, but then he fell in love with a porn star, the fakest kind of woman. <laughs> which is, which like the, the payoff of that scene where he takes, like he, gra- he literally snatches her wig and gets like furious that she's wearing a wig is so funny because <laughs> the second that happened, I was like, how have you been like? repeatedly sexually involved with this woman and not noticed that that was a wig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. I guess it's funny in air quotes, like whatever, like, Oh, you were like another sort of layer of just like, Oh, bitch, you were lying to me, you bitch. Oh, but I, uh, I don't know. I, my, my one sort of positive about Cuck is that it really accurately portrays um, just how, like, soul-draining the Southwest of the, Uni- of the United States of America is. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it really, it was weird that it was Los Angeles specifically. It felt like it would have been, like, like Glendale, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, like, yeah, like like Arizona. Like, when they said that he was in Los Angeles, I was like, wait, what? I thought he was in, like, arizona or like maybe the central valley ish of california i fucking knew kids in arizona who who were the cuck who were this cuck uh yeah yeah and like like one one shining example like thing in the film is that the actor's like embodiment of that kind of character very good yeah yeah absolutely he 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 definitely like he has the mannerisms like down pat Mm-hmm. I I thought uh, that his like anger issues and shit like that were like really, really true to life. It, it's kind of <laughs> this movie's really similar to the Joker in quite a few ways. Uh, namely, like a, a starring performance that kind of outshines the very very goofy writing material. Because um, he, you can tell he's really taking it seriously, uh, and just all of his like outbursts are like yeah. I mean like. Not certainly not to that level of drama, but I've seen kids like lash out at their moms like that. You know, I've I've seen kids yeah, like, like punch their wall. I, I've seen kids get like humiliated by their own behavior and like the way they storm out that like makes them like more humiliated looking. But to them, it doesn't do that. Like he like it's it's the physical performance of his of his role is like incredible. And apparently, like, because, like, we looked up photos of him. He put on, like, a lot of weight for the role. And he's, like, got, like, Chad face. Oh. <laughs> like, outside of this movie. It's very funny, actually. I can I can kind of believe that. I, I kind of see it. Um, yeah. I, I would say, like, on the, other, on the other side of the coin, it's, like, a very unsympathetic sort of... Or, I, I don't know, like, 
when you're in the Southwest, you just kind of are, or like when you're experiencing those aspects of, uh, the, the Southwest, like it, it is that sort of nihilistic or like it, it kind of affects you in, in that way. But I don't know, just kind of, it, it just kind of was really boring and two dimensional in, in the way that it was kind of unsympathetic to the conditions of, of this stuff, I guess. Yeah, no, it, it, the problem it has is that it, like, it comes off like they, like, it, I, I described it as, like, it's, like, it's, you, you wouldn't come out of this film with any insight that you wouldn't get from reading BuzzFeed. It's, they, they kind of, like, go down the checklist of things that, like, are common tropes of alt-right guys, especially ones who end up radicalized and do mass shootings. Uh-huh. But it doesn't really seem interested in, like, okay, but what about, these guys and their condition like pr- puts them on this path to be produced into this person yeah like we we have like 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 literally there's like the shot of him like opening his computer and he only has four tabs open at all times and it's like military forum uh youtube reddit and porn right <laughs> yeah uh, it- there's no interest in like how does this guy go from like ranting about women to like jerking off to porn outside of like wow isn't that ironic that he's like that but it's like okay but like how does a person end up like that like what is that person's justifications to themselves for that yeah absolutely which like there's so much about like movies themselves that don't lend themselves well to depicting that process because a lot of it happens on computer screens and on reddit and all that shit um and so in this movie we don't really get to like we don't really necessarily see the process of like radicalization we just see this like really childish like series of embarrassments uh which is definitely an aspect of that kind of like radicalization but there's also this like there's a lot that there's a lot that's like missing and there's just a lot of ways of like how this works as like a sort of mother goose tale of like egotism and uh like radicalization or whatever like just don't like at a certain point just don't make this kind of movie because it's like not really educational for one it's not accurate uh and if it were like it would be pretty fucking boring and like even as it is it's still pretty fucking boring because you just can't go like deep enough. Yeah, no, and like he he starts out radicalized. Like that's the other thing is like this isn't a film of a person being radicalized in like the same way say Joker was. Right. He starts the film off radicalized. It just shows him getting more like desperate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For and it's sure. weird because then they also have his friend who like also seems to have like the same extremist ideas, but is like charismatic and successful right and so like the 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 thing you kind of walk away from it is that like the difference between like uh a radicalized like reactionary person and like a radicalized reactionary person is a mass shooting is that the latter is just a fucking loser (laughs) (laughs) and that like it's and that there's nothing that can be done about that uh because like you know they just suck and it's their fault which is like, you know, tr- like, it's not not true, but, but it's also not helpful. Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't propose any way to, like, intervene in that. And like I said, it doesn't propose any, like, interiority to that that would make it something like 
Taxi Driver, for example, uh, to use like one of the like classic examples, like there's an interiority to Travis Bickle's character to an extent yeah. that a person who might be a Travis Bickle could watch that film, identify him with him, but also see like, I see where he went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, whereas Cuck, it's like, don't go on a date with someone because after like two sentences that you've exchanged on Plenty of Fish, like, I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't know what the take, don't do cuck porn. I don't know what the takeaway is supposed to be here. <laughs> I did love the date scene of just like, yeah, this totally would happen. This like liberal arts, like major would definitely just like meet up with a like Gomer pile looking motherfucker from like okay cupid who is obsessed with the military and posting like racist screeds on his like and, dating and, profile and whose name was like perfect gentleman which is like an elliot roger reference like if you would Ew, get if you got a message from somebody whose like name has gentleman in it and you are like that type of like liberal arts femme like person you're not gonna like respond to his message oh my god <laughs> you're screenshotting and clowning him on tumblr like are you kidding me yeah, like that's that's like that that whole time I was like, there's nothing about like they don't have any chemistry that would have led to this date even happening. And this person has more red flags to the other person that would have prevented this date from happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're not going to be sort of anachronistic to real life situations, uh, you could at least be like entertaining. And um, that scene was just kind of like weird uh, and bizarre and off-putting and not very entertaining and didn't make a lot of sense as as did kind of the rest of the movie kind of the jo- kind of the, the joker effect like same type of narrative but also same like really bad flimsy writing and like kind of unbelievable situations it it even actually recreated the same one of the same problems that we had with joker I remember talking about which is like introducing this idea of like a kind of unhealthy or like fucked up like mother son dynamic that they have Mm -hmm. like caretaker son but like possibly like mute like past abuse possible like mutual abuse and then like they don't it doesn't go anywhere with it there's like that weird scene of him talking about how women are always trying to use you for like sex and money like over shots of him bathing his mother and like kind of implicitly like she's like making uncomfortable advances towards him yeah and then like that just never comes up again like like the idea that like there should be some further investigation to like how maybe having an unhealthy relationship with his mother is producing like you know un unhealthy relationships with the rest of the people in his life yeah yeah like that would be way more that's just the thread that's like left so open, especially just like by these movies that are made by people with film school brain, where it's just like, what if we just put in this fucked up thing as just like, you know, flavor? Let's just put it in as like spice, you know, uh, when it's yeah. like, that could be like the foundation of your narrative, but like you're, but they kind of just don't go for that. Same thing with like his dad turning out to have committed suicide when he was a baby. Like where yeah. it's like that could have been like a pretty good like thing as to like why he idolizes his dad in like a really weird way. 
<laughs> but again, it's just it's like it's added in there for flavor. Like it's added in there for like, oh, and he's also fucked up because like his dad was in the military, but he killed himself while he was holding him as a baby. It, yeah, just ugh. Yeah, everything's just kind of window dressing for this like really kind of one track narrative uh, about this character just kind of uh, having spaghetti fall out of his pants over and over again. Uh, which is, you know, only only can be so interesting, honestly. Yeah, there's a, I, there's actually like a couple things because like we, I, I the people I watched with like Chloe and Farmer, if they're listening, hey, hey, um, we, we talked a lot about like possible like things that we were like, oh, that could have been something, because like another one that Chloe pointed out is the 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 cuck joke of like he's doing cuck porn takes up so much runtime it fucking does and it's just the same joke like over and over again which is that like he's this radical alt-right guy who talks about cucks and how everybody else is cucks but he's doing cuck porn yeah and that's it and like that's it it just keeps doing that like again and again like isn't it funny that he's like isn't that like so ironic and i'm like (laughs) yeah it's weird that like he doesn't seem to, again, notice the contradiction in his behavior and there's no, like, film... That, it, it's just showing this contradiction in behavior in a very, like, liberal... The liberal, like, by your logic, <laughs> like, yeah. sort of, like, knee-jerk, like, what a hypocrite he is. But there's no, like, okay, but, like, what what does that mean? Like, what does that mean in this film other than just, like, he's a hypocrite or, like, he's unaware of the fact that he is a cuck? yeah. It's like I I I understand wanting to or I I don't even really understand it. I I just like see the compulsion to just kind of make fun of this type of person. Again, like I kind of I don't know. I'm a little bit of a, of a broken record as far as like my treatment of like subjects in this type of narrative. Uh but like I'm just not like I don't care about your like hate fic for like a, for like an entire genre of human being. Uh, like it, it doesn't need to be like funny that, you know, someone is going against their own morals or whatever. Like, I don't think it's funny. I think like, yeah, like real life is complicated and like, you know, going for this, uh, you know, really simplistic sort of shot through line, uh, isn't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not, I don't see it as being, uh, very pragmatic. And I also, it it also is just just very like basic like sort of Facebook pro- quid pro quo kind of shit. Uh, that being said, I did like the shot where he had come all over his face. Yeah, that was that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> the uh, like fake John Carpenter looking nut. I I love how like quick it is too. They're just like yeah. come on his face, and like the guy the top is just like. Okay, and just like immediately, like a fucking squid, just like shoots it out. <laughs> okay, fifth, here you go. We're being a broken record on this, but it says it's it is something where it's like you don't necessarily have to like make this subject air quotes empathetic. Like we're not saying like sympathy yeah, for sympathy for Mister Alt Right guy. <laughs> But again, it's like Travis Bickle, not a very sympathetic character, kind of sucks, but you're like interested in his story and you're interested in how he becomes the Travis Bickle that he becomes at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just not interested in the cuck. Yeah. 
Also, what was up with like his like black face paint, like <laughs> like mass shooting outfit? Uh, I don't like. And it just like draws like more attention to him, and he like <laughs> just kind of like is wandering L.A. shooting people. Nobody shoots back. That's already like okay, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He walks, yeah. like, 16 blocks before the cops catch him. Like, how long has he been wandering around, like, just shooting at random people in, like, military gear, which, like, immediately, if you're looking for a shooter, probably the guy in military gear. Probably the guy with his face covered in camouflage. Well, they couldn't see him because he was camouflaged head to toe, so no one could see him. It worked. It, it, hey, uh, Gulf War <laughs> camo <laughs> works great in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, it does. He, he, it's like the Invisible Man too. Like you know, <laughs> just a floating gun. I, I, that's what I saw during those scenes. I don't know about you. Um, they, I, I, they, they CGI'd him in. You might have seen like it's kind of like how there's the two versions of cats. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. the one I saw, they CGI'd him back in uh, to <laughs> to test audiences. <laughs> yeah, it's a very delicate balance that the costume department has to has to has to run. Uh, and last point on the like things that I think this film dropped the ball on uh, his like a his his rise in like YouTube dumb makes like no sense. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> it's basically like a fucking like iCarly scene is just like the subscribers. Oh, you have you have 400 billion subscribers now and your videos have 700 trillion views each. How you how do you feel, sir? Uh, he gets three dollars from YouTube for the. <laughs> Uh, but the, That's the how he thing that the I thought was like a loss up the, the loss opportunity slash like revelation that like these guys definitely did not do as much research as they claim uh, is like the scene when he goes down with like the kind of like big name in his world uh, and the guy just has like a like lonely dinner with him at a diner and like basically encourages him to do like mass shootings those kind of guys are all grifters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, none of them, like, one, after a big rally, they're partying with their friends. Two, after they're definitely not going to get caught, like, telling an individual, you should do, like, mass terrorism. Because <laughs> that threatens the grift. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and that was, like, another thing where it's, like, that's a lost opportunity is, like, have this guy get really right like into this world and then like he meets like this top figure that he idolizes in that sort of uh in that sort of like joker way and then like the same thing with joker where like he ends up being let down and he finds out like oh this guy like doesn't really believe what he t he's telling you to believe right and like even have the scene play off where like he assumes that like the cuck is like him and then when it comes out that the cuck is like doing cuck porn, he's like, oh, I'm going to use this as a chance to like sink this guy's reputation because this guy is a true believer and knows that I'm a grifter and I need to like cover my like cover my tracks. Yeah, that would I mean, like if, if the movie leaned on that a little bit more, that would have been way more interesting because that's that's true. Like a lot of these a lot of these guys are just PR dudes who are in, like in debt <laughs> Yeah, like a, a lot of them, a lot of them whip this stuff up for for money, and the people who carry out the violence of it are like the true believers who are taken in by that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was that was not a very like 
I don't know. That was not a very interesting plot line for me. I kind of, I kind of zoned out for that whole like him, him like vlogging about the libtards or whatever, and and then like hanging out with his hero. Like the, the, the film picks like too many, too many, too many threads and ideas that it has, and it doesn't do anything with any of them. Yeah, yeah, not recommended. Um. um yeah. What are you what are you glad you didn't you spent your uh what was this like a ten dollar rental? <laughs> uh four dollars. Uh, four dollar <laughs> rental, yeah. <laughs> um well I guess I would have rather spent my money on uh, what can four dollars get you? What what can you get for four bucks? Uh if there's like Okay, I, I would round it up and uh get uh find someone find an actor on Fiverr to uh read out some cuck fanfic that's what i would have rather spent it on and what are you uh, glad you didn't spend it on what am i glad i didn't spend it on i'm glad i didn't spend it on um is that new app like quibi quibi is that what it's called quibi does that yeah, have quibi. like a does that have like a membership or something? I'm, I guess I'm glad I didn't. It's got a, it's got a, it's got to have some scam, some, some sort scam of, bucks, some sort of fucking scam. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't spend it on that. Uh, what what would you what would you rather have spent your money on? I would have rather spent my four dollars on, um, two Monster Energy drinks, Monster Energy Ultra Ooh. Zeros, so uh-huh. I could live my uh. 30-year-old boomer Wojak lifestyle. <laughs> okay. Just double fist in them. And playing <laughs> yeah. Death Stranding, which also has Monster Energy in it. Oh, hell fucking yeah. Do you get that two for four deal at Safeway? I think that's what I would have rather have spent my money on. Yeah, that's a great deal. Um, what are you glad you didn't spend your four four bucks on? I, I'm glad you asked because our next movie, Adam, I did not spend four dollars <laughs> on because it is free on Hulu, so I watched it there. <laughs> That's true. I, I also did that. Uh, so we don't uh, even have to do the, the, the money thing for that one. But if I did not have Hulu, it was $4 to rent. So I'm very glad that I have Hulu. Uh, through my, <laughs> through It's bundled in with some other bullshit I have. Thank God. Thank fucking God. Um, well, I guess let's let's move. Let's springboard our way across, across let's go the from pond. One end of the gender spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Cox yeah. to the other end of the gender spectrum. Soy boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those are the same end, Jay. I I would argue I would argue that Soy Boy is like uh is like cuck of center. Okay, that's fair. Like so cuck like is centrist. like the is like the far end of the pole, and soy boy is like to the would be like closer towards the center on the cuck to like center uh line. And, and then on the on other the, end would be um, based, I guess. Based, based chads. I don't know. Whatever the kids are saying. If you know uh, what the kids are saying, <laughs> leave a comment <laughs> down below. Let us know. We don't. We have no idea whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, Adam. Um. So I mean, I had maybe, fun. Maybe should we start with the controversy? behind adam 
So what is the controversy behind Adam? I'm, I'm interested in hearing. Oh, so there's there's mul- so there's like basically a couple. So there's the original <laughs> book by Ariel Schrag, um, the former Elward writer, which is already strike one. Um, <laughs> strike two is that I guess she wrote the book based on like when they would go out to like gay bars and stuff to do research for the Elward. The one cis dude on staff would pretend to be a trans dude. Not to pick up chicks, but just so, like, that way, like, it wouldn't be weird that he was in those spaces, which actually makes it way weirder that he's in those yeah. spaces. <laughs> Let me, that if is you're a cis guy strange. and you're going with, like, all your dyke friends, is there, like, a ter- like a fag hag for lesbians? Um, dyke Mike? Let's go with Dyke d- Mike. If you're sure. the Dyke Mike, just go. Like, it's fine. Like, like if you if you roll up to a lesbian bar, like, five like dykes deep they're just gonna assume you're chill <laughs> yeah no that's abs- that's absolutely true like you don't have to pretend uh so already that's weird so she was like oh what if i did the like a story about like somebody who does that but like to hook up with lesbians uh and then she was like oh that would be kind of like sus i'll make him a teenage boy trying to hook up with lesbians who are like college age because and, like a, like in the book he's 17 <laughs> Uh, Cause that yeah. will, like in her mind, like the mathematics of that is that that like that corrects the power dynamic, but it actually makes the power dynamic. It actually makes things like way worse. <laughs> yeah, no, it introduces a, an entirely new problem to the thing on top of the original problem. Yeah. Uh, so she wrote a book about a teen boy who visits his sister and uh, in, gets into the world of, of queers in, in New York uh, and, Ends up pretending to be a trans man because he has a crush on a lesbian girl. So to be clear, uh, he's a he's a teen cis boy. Yeah, he is. A, he's a teen uh, cis boy named Adam. Uh, yeah. So okay. that book, surprisingly enough, not well received. <laughs> uh, Shocking. And it, and, and it was so not well received that they decided to adapt it into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> As a big fuck you to, uh, to all gay people. Uh, and they gave the, the directorial day, uh, work to a trans man, uh, who swore up and down that he was going to like subvert the text or like, I, I, I don't know what the differences between the movie and the book are. It doesn't seem like he did a lot to subvert it. Uh, but one thing he did subvert was, uh, people's ability to consent for the movie that they're in. So a bunch of the extras in the camp trans scene didn't know that this movie was Adam. Cool. Uh, It it turns out that they basically lied to a bunch of the extras for those scenes to get actual trans people to be in the camp trans scenes uh, and told them that it was just a movie about camp trans. I mean, I'd heard a little bit about that. That is pretty fucked up. Uh, And I feel very, very, very sorry for all the trans actors uh, in that scene. That was. Because like when the movie was announced, you know, it's like it it's. It is one thing to like cast trans actors in your movie as a sort of like uh, cr- uh, crossing our fingers like we're safe now. But it's another to like do that so that you can point to like a wide cast of trans people and be like, well, look, they're in this movie without telling them that they're essentially signing on to be your to be your body in front of your movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's just that yeah that's just a major like 
bizarre oversight like that having worked in very limited capacities on sets of very small capacity like that's just like that doesn't make any sense to me um yeah because uh, like a bunch of those actors did have like came out about it because they were like you know obviously the film was announced and there was like backlash against it um and so like they had to come out and be like hey like we didn't sign on to this movie like knowing that it was this movie because <laughs> like right. we wouldn't have <laughs> and like they're because who would have and like I, I, I would like make an argument that you like you know like trans actors and actresses like have got to eat like they they shouldn't be the ones being put on that like on the floor for that kind of stuff in the first place because they are ultimately not the ones who decided to dump a bunch of money into this movie, mm-hmm. um, but they shouldn't be they also should not have been put in the position of not knowing that they were going to be deployed as 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 that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, um, I, I think they shouldn't have had to defend themselves in that way in the sense that, like, again, they got to eat. Uh, but also they shouldn't have had to defend themselves in that way and that they shouldn't have been tricked into signing on to a movie that they might otherwise not have been wanted to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's super fucked up. Uh, and but I mean, like, it's you know, it sounds pretty par for the course. I mean, like, we're talking about a property that is kind of a offshoot of the L word in, in, in large part, which I will like, you know, which the L word had like Max, who is a very bad, uh, depiction of like a trans male character, or I don't know, not necessarily a bad depiction. Cause that makes like, that's pretty, that kind of makes his, uh, that kind of minimizes him a little bit, but it, but it is like from a very particular perspective uh, about about transness. Uh, and then I, I will also say it is super ballsy to like have this property that's like by one of the L word writers and to just have a bunch of characters watching the L word in this movie. Uh, and specifically praising uh, pr- like like doing a joke about how like Max was like not a great trans mass character at times, but like yeah. having the criticisms be very like shallow in a way that's like, Oh, but we still love him. He's still a great character. It's just like, ha facial hair doesn't grow that fast. <laughs> and not like, no, like trans might've had like some like kind of like more harsher critiques of the way in which Max is kind of fetishized within the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's genuine, there's actual, like, no-holds-barred critiques out there. Um, I mean, like, that, I will say, like, the things that they said while they were watching The L Word were were all very realistic and things that I feel like, because while I was watching The L Word, as one does, uh, like, you, you do, Max kind of is, like, the kicked puppy of the show. Like, you do want the best for him, uh, but the showrunners don't. Yeah, um, no, no. I, I adore Max as like a character, uh, but I but I hate the 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 confines of the character because yeah exactly yeah. like Ma- Max is sort of like the 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 football like that's thrown around for dramatic effect in the show, but he's like he's like he himself as a character is just like a sweet like poor Southern boy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like he's he's this perfect type of man of just like 
he's very like forgiving and unassuming and he's very kind and he's very, you know, he's very like gentle and all this stuff. But the story like just wants to destroy him. They want to like nuke him from space uh, just to, like as much as possible uh, which I, I don't love. Uh, and, and, you know, there's obviously like a myriad of other critiques around him. Um, uh, he does have the best line in the whole series, though, which is, uh, you got me <laughs> pregnant, faggot. <laughs> uh, which he says to his boyfriend after becoming gay uh, and then getting pregnant because... Like, I, I don't even remember what the justification they give in the show was. Like, it's a weird thing where it's like, oh, your team must have been off this one time when you were perfectly pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do think they continued the trend of just, like, incredible lines in that genre with this movie. Uh, because I really did like the line, uh, I love tranny cock. <laughs> uh, which... I guess people people of trans trans man trans mask uh lived experience let us know if you've ever heard someone say that to you I feel like that gets that gets said more to trans women maybe but I, uh, I could be totally off I will say that is accurate to about 2006 era like trans culture stuff uh-huh. because that was like also around when you had like um the the sort of burgeoning start of uh trans man porn uh and the big one that i forget what they changed their name to i don't think it's bonus hole boys i think it's the one that came before that uh but when they originally started they were called tranny wood uh t wood ah. and they shortened the name to t wood because people were like it's kind of weird to name your production company that when it's all trans men <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't lay like, claim. I don't lay like, claim to the term in any in any direction. Um, but it's a little bit dicey to base a, an entire brand around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it was, it was a weird time. Uh, <laughs> so I I was like, that's that's accurate enough. Which is kind of like one of my bigger problems with this film is that it's a little too accurate to that time period, and I don't really want to go back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like that was something that I I was kind of noticing more or less about it like i'm a little bit less uh or rather i'm just like very uneducated and like how shit how shit was going back then as far as like queer liberation and like all this all of this stuff but it was like very selectively like anachronistic of the mid-aughts in like very particular ways also my roommate pointed this out like if you're gonna make like that type of like mid-aughts movie you should probably license some songs yeah, that was there was like a bunch of moments where we kept being like forgetting that it was supposed to be 2006 because it looks so much like a modern film and there's not really a lot of like grounding in that time period outside of like specific scenes and set pieces. But yeah, there's no music from like 2006, which is really weird. Yeah, it's annoying. Like I don't want to hear like the L word like uh royalty free soundtrack or whatever. That's like that sucks. That's lame. Um, but I don't know, whatever. But yeah, there were, there were a lot of styles and stuff like that. And a lot of like printouts, uh, like posters and shit that were 
like really just like really modern styles. I think someone was wearing an Ayabambi shirt and like they didn't come out until like the tens, right? Yeah, no, there's I, I definitely feel like if if you go back and like look over that film, there's probably some like real bad uh, anachronistic things, especially since like I assume looking back at 2006. I, I Here's the thing. I was like 16 in 2006, so it's not like I'm saying this like, yeah, it was exactly like that. But I do know that like that is also exactly what like 2012 queer culture was like. So I'm assuming part of the problem is also that like queer culture kind of didn't really like progress for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like. I don't know once I once I strapped in for like what I was expecting or like what I what I knew to expect, like as I got further into the movie, I, I like was getting some form of enjoyment out of like, I guess, the premise um, and just how how like and, and there were some things where I was like, OK, this isn't like an accurate or scathing like portrayal or caricature of like queerness. Uh, but it is funny. Like there is something funny about it. Uh, and there were, I, there were a I, lot of characters that I really liked. I did like the joke about, uh, his sister, Margaret Qualley, uh, being like, do you even know what trans camp is? And him just immediately like knowing about Mitch Fest and like why trans <laughs> camp is there. And then being like, you're going to bring, you're going to wear your trans women belong here shirt. Right. And she's like, Yeah. I thought that was funny because, like, the way she reacts is very much so the, like, oh, you actually do know what that is. Like, kind of, like, experience of, like, thinking you're going to call someone on, like, not knowing something and they, like, know, like, way more than you would expect. Yeah. And then she has that great line where she's like, oh, you're appropriating my life. <laughs> which is which is very funny. She's, she, um, she's good in this movie. I wish that she was, uh, there was more of her being uh, a shithead little chaser. I, yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Like, I, I I wish that, like, her drama could have taken more of a central stage. Uh, because, like, I, I don't know, as much as as much as the central con- conflict is, like, a funny idea of, like, oh, this boy's pretending that he's transgender. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, like, I, I, a lot of the main plot is subsumed by, like, gender 101 shit, where, like, I'm, I'm just like, okay, but I, I kind of want to know more about, like, the the like sort of like queer community 301 shit that this movie is sort of like hinting at but not really pointing the camera at directly there's the line i really like or not i like it but it's like where he asks her like oh why are you into like masculine women and she's like oh masculine women are like the hottest thing i could think of and i was like that feels like something where like a smarter or more interesting film would tie that into kind of the larger themes of like harm that you do to people when you're figuring stuff out and oh, the, yeah because she dated like a trans man and then like a trans woman immediately after and there's that introduction of the idea of like oh people are saying you're a chaser but it's kind of just like written off as like oh they're just saying that because you dated two trans people in a row but it's like okay but like what if you leaned into that and it's like she's into masculine women so she ends up like fetishizing trans men and fetishizing trans women in like really shitty ways yeah, because like the the trans girl she's into is like soft butch, but she's not like butch in the way that like a lesbian in two thousand six would mean by like masculine woman. Right. Yeah. Like she's, 
it's all the movie. The movie's almost like trying to write her uh, a little bit more didactically as this like she's this like trans woman top who's like oh she the and like Margaret Qualley like sees her as like masculine or butch or whatever. Um, but then it's it's also like really funny that she is just kind of like immediately this like like S&M top that's like super poly and like sleeping around and all of this shit and it's just like over over at Mar- Margaret Qualley's character's head. Yeah. Um but yeah, like a, a a kind of I guess like in it w- it would have been more interesting to get like some more development out of that character and and out of that like dynamic. Uh and to like because because there was this sort of character arc for Margaret Qualley's character, but like yeah, like I said, I just kind of wanted to wring a little bit more out of it, I guess. But yeah, like the that that also like ties into the whole thing where it's like uh, with the the girl whose name I'm forgetting, uh, the love interest lesbian. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like with, with her whole thing where it's like you know at the end she's like oh like I'm. This is kind of me realizing I'm bi and like I was going along with this deception because I was trying to convince myself that if you were like a trans dude that it's like less scary. It's like I don't really have to come out as bi to date a trans dude and that that's kind of fucked up and like how that ties into like the pressure she has to be a good representation of lesbians because she's a famous lesbian essentially. Right. Uh and, you know, like, again, that could have been more interesting. And I like that she's like, no, like, what we did was, like, fucked up. But, like, that's it. Like, and she doesn't really have a character, like, beyond that. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, not for nothing, uh, it's really weird for her to be in her, like, early, like 21 or 22 and dating an 18-year-old and, like, starting to suspect that he's actually a cis dude but not thus also being like, oh, he's probably like eighteen. Yeah, like that. That I, I, I mean, I don't know. That's just such a huge suspension of disbelief thing for me. Because uh, like I, I've been in like the position of like meeting somebody or like hanging out with someone and thinking because of like other like contexts that they like are older than they actually are. But the sure. thing is, right away, I'm always like, wow, this person's like really immature and annoying. <laughs> so it's what it's telling me that is that like either like she's into the fact that he's immature and annoying or like she like doesn't put together like maybe he's like kind of like a little young <laughs> to, for me to be like <laughs> dating him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially when he's like completely inexperienced like that's that's like a a key point in the film is that he's super inexperienced so he's like especially gonna come off as like really immature and kind of annoying because of it the the filmmakers and ariel shrag by extension i assume are operating under the assumption that like the way a cis man can pass as a trans man is that he's a younger guy passing as an older guy because trans men always look younger than they actually are Mm. Uh, which is insane, which is like insanely like not true, <laughs> which is worth unpacking, perhaps, uh, especially <laughs> since I'm going to go ahead and say the actor playing the 18 year old, probably older than 18, probably should tell you right there that Sisman can just look 
look like trans men. <laughs> yeah. That there's really no, like, you know, really no metric for that kind of thing. So Which, I mean, like, the movie kind of tries to make that point with the character of Ethan, who, like, comes out at, like, a late point in the movie as, like, a gotcha moment. Yeah. Um, which I do, I do hate, like, a person coming out as a gotcha moment. Uh, not a fan. Um... Like, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard for me to say whether that was, like, effective or whatever. Uh, I just thought it was lame. Yeah, no, it's really lame. It's also funny because I had actually uh, clocked that he was trans, and I assumed it was just a trans actor playing a cis character. Right, which, which you know, also technically, like, makes sense in the context of the production. Because, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anything goes, right? So like but, that's like uh, then like when that happened, I was like, oh, did they like put out a casting call for like passable trans guy? <laughs> Cause like that's because <laughs> like that kind of feels like that makes this like weirder to think about on like a production level is like casting calls yeah. for trans men where like a part of it is like, no, we need the audience to think you're cis the whole time. <laughs> to to an extent that like I assumed that they cast somebody who had gotten keyhole top surgery, which means that you're now at a point where you're like casting a person based on like what surgeries they've gotten. <laughs> yeah. Like what access they have. Cause to... like there's that scene where like he takes his shirt off and it's like, okay, like that's, he doesn't have, he clearly doesn't have like the more obvious air quotes, top scars. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's Just very, it's, it's very, a very difficult. Yeah, it's it's a very difficult thing, and it, it makes me really disappointed that the decision of how to, air quote, subvert the original was to just, like, make it safer. <laughs> right. Which feels like the wrong direction to go with something as, ironically enough, as fraught as this, where it's like, okay, but what if you've actually made it, like, worse? <laughs> but, like, you kind of lean into that and make it into, like, a larger conversation about like self-deception <laughs> like yeah. the ways like queer people like lie to themselves and thus end up lying to other people because they're lying to themselves and how a cis dude could end up in the middle of that because he's lying to people yeah definitely yeah it's there's you know there's like fertile ground for just kind of like a lot of thematic uh stuff and and you know the movie just the movie does a pretty decentish job of like going in on some of that stuff, but I, I, it needs like way, way, way more, and it needs to do it in like, or, or I, I guess I would personally rather it did it in like a less sort of high schooly sort of L word way, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It it does have that that L word problem where it's like it's more about like. Look how fun this is. Remember how fun that was? Oh, being gay is so fun. But also, <laughs> like, really intensely dramatic. But, like, it's fun drama. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, the, great for the, the L word. The weren't fun. Great for the L word. Not so great for this movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, don't get, and... don't get it twisted. We love the L word. It is. <laughs> but it is, like, oh. trash soap opera for gays. I, I loved I love the garbage. I love to eat the garbage. I love to yeah. Yeah, no, the L word is the L word is just fine. Um 
and and to a certain extent i want to i want to extend like a little bit of uh a little bit of leeway to this movie just because like this for for everything that i say about this movie like this isn't there, there are elements of it that are like out community you know sort of like or uh you know not like intra-community feelings but like the aerial shragness of it is definitely like it an outward sort of perspective but the amount of involvement um you know uh, of just like the like there's a certain amount of queer people on a set to where i'm just like okay you're in you're in the community and so these are a lot of the problems that this movie has are like intra-community sort of like weirdness uh, i guess which is fine it's like a completely separate issue from what we're usually dealing with on the show which is a really welcome change uh, yeah. and also like i i have to sort of appreciate not really the camp camp isn't like the right way to talk about it but like the corniness i do have to like the cringe i have to really really stand behind yeah no i think that's i think i think that's a that's a reasonable position to take i i i don't return to my thing of like my problem with the cringe is that it's like oh i lived through this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah i i don't i don't have like a nostalgic value attached to it um it I, I think returning to it could be like a really interesting thing but I don't see I didn't I didn't get the vibe that this was returning to it in a like evaluating it with like the perspective of people who are now like older and more experienced and not like fucked up young 20 something like queer and trans kids kind of figuring this stuff out on the fly. It's just like, God, that was it, it's it, it has the same like youth navel gazing stuff that I don't like in a lot of like straight and cis movies as well. Right. Uh, yeah that that's kind of the thing that sucks about it and to an extent you know it's it's equality that we can have movies like that uh yeah absolutely but when it's something i lived through i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> completely fair completely and totally fair and like yeah i was i don't think i stopped being closeted in some way until like after the aughts uh so I, I had like, a, I mean, like not, I don't know. I was in like, I was in like GSAs and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's complicated. The, the aughts wasn't very fun. It wasn't good. I don't, the things that I like glean from it are kind of at its expense. If, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. I, this is like kind of a weird nitpick. I did kind of like when they had the like, uh, pro marriage protesters and they were like we're against marriage because it's like assimilationist and then like the the trans girl character is like actually like it's mostly because we don't think this is like what the gay rights movement should be focusing on when it should be focusing on these other issues um weird thing i noticed she didn't mention the war on terror <laughs> <laughs> i felt i was like that feels like a weird one to leave out three years into the iraq war <laughs> Yeah, it feels kind of like that would be central to a lot of, like, organizing is, you know, maybe that big old war that was going on. It, it was, like, a really just kind of one-sided conversation that, like, the this roommate character and, like, the trans girl character have, where it's just like, uh, well, we blah, 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 don't think blah, 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 and it's, like, real, her reasoning is, like, really, really, really hyper-simplified, and I, I, just, yeah. I just hate that shit 
in movies. Yeah, no, same. It, it, it's really a like, look, we're showing both sides of this concern, but it's like you're not showing like either side of these concerns. <laughs> yeah. You're acknowledging that you, you are acknowledging is a concern. That, that people disagreed on this, but you clearly have a specific opinion that you have on it. <laughs> hmm. Uh, how? Right, so since we already did the uh, the the cash thing for Kaku, we didn't have to for this one. Uh, which did you like better, Kaku or Adam? I definitely liked Adam better. Um, it just had more to it. Uh, it was, <sighs> in a way, in its own way, funny and fun. Um, you know, there's things to glean from it, and there, there's like community dynamics and uh, interpersonal dynamics that are like. At least you can kind of, like, go shopping for ideas uh, for, like, really good source of, like, if I were to do this better, I would blank, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I could uh, Same question back to... Yeah, same question back to you. Uh, I actually would say cuck. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> that is just because uh, Adam I found a lot more, like, boring. I had more to say about Adam. Like, I will say that, like, of the two that I watched, I, I, like, went on Twitter the next morning and I was like, here's, like, all of my thoughts on Adam. So, like, it's yeah. more of a puzzle piece of a film in that way. But to me, that made it, like, a lot more disappointing where I kind of went into Cuck expecting it to be, like, dumb and stupid and, like, not really interested in investigating itself. Uh, and it was, but then it had some stuff that, like, made it more fun to, like, watch with like friends over discord that's fair yeah that's uh yeah i can totally see that so i'm kind of looking at those like in like the values of that way though i would say adam is probably like technically a better film sure uh they both have their sort of hidden small values here and there uh the other the, the big thing that i felt like was a lost opportunity with adam was I thought that the big subversion that he, the director was going to do was that Adam was actually, like, going to end up being a trans woman at the end of the film. See, that would have been cool. Like, I, I felt like that would have been, like, very much the tying in the themes we're talking about, but also, like, very much so, like, yeah, like, that kind of makes sense that, like, a dude pretending to be a trans dude would have, like, some weird gender shit that they were actually working out. Yeah, that's, like, more realistic, too. Like... Uh, there, there's a point at which you kind of have to, you know, take stock and just be like, how come the only people I talk to are like trans and queer people? And it, it like it definitely would have been I, I would have liked it the best if he kind of came to terms with his own transness or like gender identity or whatever in like a legitimate way. Or even, just, like, like any... a, even like bisexuality, like uh, there, there's a sure, letterboxd yeah. review where somebody was like. The only chemistry in this film was between uh, the the trans dude roommate and Adam, and they don't even kiss at the end of the film. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that would have been interesting, too, you know? Uh, like, I, I perfectly welcome, like, cis people commingling with trans people in, in sort of a regular uh, platonic way. Um, but I, I like... Yeah, I, I also I also would have been interested in that as an alternative. I, I, um, I think it just would have made it a much more interesting film and like added I think I I think I also like it too because it sort of introduces a sort of moral question to it. Cause like Adam's behavior as it stands in the film is definitely like shitty. It's shitty behavior. And it would remain shitty behavior yeah. in that case. But then it introduces this sort of moral question of like, 
but it's also in service of like the way he's working this stuff out. So like, is it good that he did that rather than like not deal with those feelings forever long? Like it's, it, it, it adds an element to the film that I think like was missing from this sort of gen- generic writing experience of like, what if I write a movie about a person who's doing a shitty thing, but I make them likable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Would have been what, what we could have had. But yeah, uh, it yeah. Very, 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 very disappointed film. Uh, do you have any, any other, any other ideas? Oh gosh. No. <laughs> we're going to be, uh, we're, we're partially doing this cause like, you know, quarantine coronavirus, not a lot of movies coming out right now. Uh, but we do have uh, another double feature coming up soon. Uh, but that one, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of more on the, uh, I guess esoteric drama film circuit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to do an episode that is also for people who love to eat trash uh, and want to watch <laughs> and want us to, and wanted to hear us talk about some trash. Yeah, we're uh, doing it in support of one of our local uh, small theaters who's uh, basically streaming. They like got, you know, their movies and now they're like streaming it online due to the uh, due to the quarantines. Um, so, yeah, basically, if you can uh, and if if any of your local theaters are doing the same thing. Uh, try to support them because it would be cool right now. Yeah, I know. If a lot possible. Them, a lot of them need it. You'll probably get a chance to see movies that you might not otherwise get to see. Same reason to always support independent film. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, but, you know, buy a ticket, an online ticket, get your roommates together, watch some, watch some weird indie art film that your, your local theater decided you should watch in these trying times. <laughs> um, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. We'll have that up. Um, uh, and thank you again for supporting us and for listening. Thank you so much. Join our Patreon if you uh, have not or are not. Um, we do exclusive uh, series called Throws It Back, where we talk about movies from the past, not just movies from like this year or whatever. Uh, next or like end of this month, I think we're doing one on uh, we're doing a poll on Laura Dern and her filmography. Uh, so I don't know why I said that like that, but that's it what you cool. get. It was fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and patrons also get to see, uh, processes, uh, three days yeah. in advance. Yeah. So join. Um, so and join. thank you for joining us thus far. Yeah. Uh, uh once again from quarantine, <laughs> <laughs> sitting on my floor because that is where my microphone is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, once again from the the great state of inside. Uh I'm Jay Bearhat. I am Baru. Bye. Bye. Bye.